Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Uh, I think we had you on just about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it was right after you released Monarchy. Actually, no, it was just before you were being revisited. So uh, oh, yeah. I will stay away from anything we spoke about in the past. <laughs> Try to have some fresh and stuff questions for you. So anyway, you just released the album on Friday. Yeah. How did it go? Very well. Uh, we had our um, release show in Switzerland in Praten. And um, yeah, it was brilliant. We had such a great time. So many people, we didn't expect this. It was very nice. Well, and I mean, since uh, since Monarchy came out, I think there's been, I mean, a lot has happened for you since then, especially the growth yeah. of the band and how everybody's been paying a lot of attention. Uh, Revisited just kind of did just that much more to it. Uh, so I think the anticipation for this was uh, really, really huge. Ah. How did you do this so fast? I mean, this is like, obviously Revisited was kind of just a a remix, so to speak, of Monarchy, but this is really fast for two, three albums. Um, Well, without touring, we had much more time than uh, you usually have when you're a touring musician. And um, we wanted to 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 follow pretty quickly with the second record because we didn't want you know people to discover us and then to listen to our ten tracks and get tired of of <laughs> hearing the same ten tracks and not having anything after. So um, we we tried to evaluate the situation like how quick we would be able to go back on tour and uh, and <laughs> the answer was pretty clear. No one knew. And so we decided to use our time the best way we could um, by recording a second record. Now, were you already planning on this album uh, before you had even released the first one? No, 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 no. We don't, we didn't even plan on the 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 acoustic record. We just thought that we would record, um, release the first album then go on tour for, I don't know, two years or something. And then maybe, yeah, release another one two years after the first one. And yeah, obviously the pandemic changed everything and we had to rethink everything on the spot and to find a plan B where, you know, in a situation that no one experienced before. So um, it was difficult at first but then we we, i think we we made the best out of it and and like you said the the band grew and probably mostly because we produced a lot of online content and the second record and and this acoustic album as well pretty quick after the first the first album so the the hype of discovering our music was still not down and people like yeah people got new content pretty fast i think i don't know how to explain this because i'm not um i'm not a scientist Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's, it has to do with this. Did you follow pretty much the same writing process for this as you did the first one? No, um, the first one, um, I started writing demos on my own and working with a producer and then the guys from the band joined afterwards, like halfway through the songwriting and they, they collaborated a bit, but most of the album was already written when they arrived or in the process process of being finalized so there's a few songs on the first record that have been um 
written by the whole band together, but uh, most of the songs haven't. For the second record, we started working together from the very beginning until the end and without a producer, so it's different. We had um, Elias Hamlet and Jacob Hansen joining afterwards for uh, orchestrations, recordings, mix, mastering, and post-production. But the core of the the, the songs, the, the 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 creation, is by our um, the four uh, band members. So no producer till the end. Is that that's a little new for you, right? Yeah, it's new and it was pretty scary because we didn't know if we could pull that off. We knew that we had someone for the first record that uh, who was um, supervising everything, having the overview and telling us, like, for example, if we were <laughs> taking a, a wrong turn or going too far from what we were supposed to sound like, he would tell us. Uh, this time we had to trust our... Um, our own ears and skills and experience, which is something very new because we just started to work all together. So it was very scary. And I think it resulted in us taking much more time to, you know, pay attention to the detail and, and in the end, having a sound that is much more, um, yeah, that, that defines really our sound and that is proper to our, um, um, influences and and um and um and skills yeah well and i assume you had to kind of take a step back too and be a little bit more critical of yourself than you normally would yeah. be right yeah and definitely yeah new styles that's nice so now you're never going to want to use a producer again right I don't know. We don't <laughs> we don't exclude the idea. I think it was good for us to know that we could do it on our own, that we didn't, you know, that we have the skills to do it because it would have been a very, very big disappointment to see at the end of the of the writing process. OK, so we're not able to do it without a producer. So this didn't happen and we're super proud. But um, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's also good to involve someone who has much more experience. So I don't know, maybe in the future, maybe third or fourth record, I don't know, we will call someone to to help with the experience. We are all pretty, uh, I'll say pretty young because I, I mean young in the business. So so it's also good to, I, we, we nev never refuse experience from someone who, who, who's been around for longer. Yeah. Well, do you really consider yourself that young in the business? I mean, you've been through basically three bands. You've got a good amount of albums. Uh, your songwriting has proven to be uh, very good, uh, especially when you talk about this project, which kind of, you know, ad infinitum was you. Kinda, that was your whole brainchild. Have you ever considered the idea of producing on your own? Um. I don't know. You know, when I say young in a business, I mean, it's the first time we are at that level. Yeah. I've been in other projects before, but for example, my first band, we were playing local shows. We were just recording music very randomly, you know, songs that we had been playing for um three years before we recorded them. We were playing them in clubs around where we were, where we lived. Um with Bridge of Lights, we 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 took a step further, but still it was not, you know, now there's there's um there's a different approach and there's a different um how to say um 
there's there's different um, challenges and um, oh how do you say repercussions if we do something wrong you know it's the it's more serious it's more professional it's, it's we are all professional musicians and it's our career that is um, that that we're working on it's not a hobby anymore it's and now we are at a level where we've never been before and and we're we're not only musicians and songwriters anymore, but we, we have a company and we have to, yeah. to, to make it work on every aspect. So this is, yeah, different. So this, this album is almost like kind of like a, a, a new threshold for you and everything you've been working for. I mean, obviously the first album, but the first album was more like a springboard or the first step to where you are now. Yeah, um, first album had less uh, pressure because it was the first, you know, it's just it was just about making something cool that we like and just releasing it and without any um, expectations. Now, um, now we have a fan base already and people people really like the first album. So we could do at least as good or better because yeah. <laughs> otherwise it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, now there's yeah, the pressure is growing a little bit. But it's still fun, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course it's still fun. <laughs> We would not do it otherwise. Can stop the fire in the heart of a broken 
this album is based strongly on uh, Vlad Dracula, right? Mm-hmm. Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Uh, how how do you come up with concepts for the albums? I guess what is it? Beca- and the first one was based basically on Louis the Fourteenth, not him, but on his reign. What? Yep. What is it that draws you to these kind of eras and storylines? Um. Well, we decided we decided to work on Louis um, on Vlad's Dracula because we wanted to continue in this uh, idea to um, get inspiration from from history, from a, a historical character, and um, yeah. So we I I remember we discussed many characters who could be potential candidates for the album, and Vlad Dracula was the one who inspired us the most because of his, um, let's see, uh, how to explain this? You know, for some people, he was a hero, national hero. Mm-hmm. And depending on where you lived, he was the enemy. He was the tyrant. He was the Vlad the Impaler. And for a lot of people, when you say Dracula, the name Dracula, it inspires the myths of the vampires. So we thought it's a perfect um, source of inspiration for lyrics because you can really work on the three aspects and make it either human or um, the bad guy or also all the myth, the Scandinavian uh, myths and superstitions that have been um, um, developed and 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 uh, that people know through you know history yeah through history but mostly through uh, movies and 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 books. Okay. And then was Louis XIV the same kind of concept? You just kind of search for someone who would inspire that direction? Yeah, actually, Louis XIV, he's a, a character who already inspired me um, when, I was, uh, when I was at school, when I was um, probably a teenager uh, or a child even. Um, you know, I, I grew up in the French-speaking part of Switzerland, so you learn about French history and uh, he's one of those characters that I found fascinating, and that afterwards, uh, as an adult, I, I I I read or watched movies or documentaries um, about, and um, that I found fascinating. So it's it's always interesting to pick a character in history which um, you feel connected to, not connected to, because I relate to his life. I'm, I'm not a king, <laughs> but, but, you know, something that you feel, oh, I'm so interested by his story that I'm interested in, interested in digging deeper into what happened to his life in his life or the life of people around him. And therefore I will know enough to write lyrics about that character. Okay. So you actually dive in a lot. So for instance, with Vlad uh, Dracula, as yeah. you're doing the songwriting process, you're just reading research and stories and things like that. And it just each like little excerpt kind of just starts to inspire a certain song. Yeah, I did. A, I, I read a lot and I, I listened to documentaries. Uh, I, I really like to to find good documentaries, like very detailed on YouTube, for example, where they explain everything, you know, with the map and everything that happened. So I watched a few, I watched and listened a few of those and and then read um, yeah articles and the, the Wikipedia page, obviously. And uh, I tried to make, you know, sense of it all and to pick what was the most, uh, what were the most important interesting events uh from his life and afterlife 
So should we ask what the next album's concept will be? Or is that probably not been decided? I, I don't know yet. The only thing I know is that for a change, I would love to talk about a woman because we've done two albums about two guys, two two male characters. So I think it's only fair to to find a um, an important woman in history to to balance it to balance it a little bit. Maybe Cleopatra. Maybe. That would be a good one. Well, I could come up with a list for you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, now, I, I guess the other question is, since you did do a uh, acoustic version of Monarchy, are you planning to try to do the same thing for Legacy? We don't know yet because, you know, the acoustic version of Monarchy, we did it because we couldn't tour and we didn't want to just disappear after the release of our first album. We had no shows, no festivals, no, no nothing. So we thought, let's offer something new in between albums. Now, this time it's a little bit different because we already started playing shows um, again. Like things are slowing, uh, slowly going, getting back to normal. And um yeah, for next year, we have some plans. We have some tours, which we hope will happen because nobody knows, but it, it looks pretty good. So um, I don't know if we will have the time to do a second uh, acoustic album. So, But we leave the door open because it's definitely something like, I think I there's a question that comes back in every single interview and also in the comments on YouTube and on, on social media. So I think people want it. So yeah. <laughs> let's see. Well, and it could be something that you can do while you're on the road, I guess. I mean, because it's not you're not really sitting down and breaking apart a song and, and building it back up. You're just kind of taking the chords and the and the note. Um, I mean, obviously to make some changes, I guess. Yeah, actually, yes and no, because um, for the for the, the acoustic record that we released, Adrian really took the time to uh, adapt all the orchestrations with um many many layers of acoustic guitar so it's definitely a lot of work for him at least so you did do a couple shows and was uh was the release show was a live was a live stream or was it a live show uh both actually we had a live show on the 29th of october in switzerland in praten that was the the, the day of the, the release of the album and we have uh, on november 6th the on the online release show, which is a show that we record, we pre-recorded um, this summer, and uh, it will premiere on November sixth, and then it will be on the streaming platform for eight days. And we, like I said, we pre-recorded it in a in a very special venue with guests, and we made really something special. So it it makes sense to to watch it, um, yeah, from home. Yeah. So now you have a tour, you said you're working on a tour line. It's a lot different in Europe right now, obviously, than it is in the United States. I feel like the United States, everybody's touring and, and maybe cancel yeah. a show or two. But in Europe, it's completely different right now, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's we're very jealous of what's happening in the U.S. right now because we see everyone touring there and here is like... <gasps> Oh, we still have to wait. Tours are canceled and the tours are postponed. And um, I think I, I don't know why it's so different, but I haven't seen I don't think I've seen any tours or maybe very local tours, you know, like, for example, there's been one or two tours in Denmark because it's the same regulations within the the like between venues because it's the same country um and maybe some tours in germany in smaller clubs but i don't think you can see any big tours yet i've seen everything being postponed but i'm very hopeful that by spring 2022 we will see 
tours starting again. I don't know which size because also it's def- it's difficult to say, you know, big arena tours, for example, between countries, the regulations are different, the rules. So it's hard to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, if Europe isn't really doing, if they're not allowing tours yet or that type of event, I guess in early 2022, you can come to the U.S. Yeah, we could actually, we are discussing this. I don't know when it will happen, but we're definitely trying to organize a tour in the U.S. And you haven't been to the U.S., right? Even with Rage of Light. No, Uh, I've never played in the U.S. That would be exciting. Yes. (laughs) I, I I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this, but I really wanted to. How hard was it to kind of make the decision to uh, leave Rage of Light? Um, actually, it was it was pretty difficult, but we talked about it first. Um, de- uh, yeah, in I think it was in March 2020. But at that point, we were all at a place in our life where we wanted to take things slower. So it it was okay for everyone to just slow down and and um, and go back to releasing singles instead of albums. We just wanted to, you know, record a single, record, like shoot a video and then release it and then do the same again and again. Um, we were not, that's that's how the band started. And, and then we released an album when we signed with Napalm Records, but we didn't really want to continue doing this. Also because of personal reasons, like everyone had different reasons to to put this band on the, on the side a little bit. Um, so at that point, that's the reason why um, we continued all together because we were already discussing the fact that I had less time. But uh, one year later, pretty much, when the question of recording a second album came from um, from the from the label, um, at that point, my two bandmates were in this in another place in their life, and they thought, "Oh yes, let's do it." And for me, I. I was like, oh, but for me, it's not possible right now because I have, you know, we discussed about this. I think it was in spring 2021. And I said, my, I have the 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 release of Chapter 2 Legacy in October 2021. So until end of 2021, beginning of 2022, I cannot do anything. And, and it's at that moment that we realized, okay, I don't want to slow them down. This is their main main band. This is not my main band anymore. And it would be selfish to just slow them down and to 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 insist on staying in the band, but making them wait for an entire year until we would work on something new. So we just decided this all together. It was difficult because we started the band all together. Um, and uh, we, we, we did a lot together. We've been together for many years. I mean, for many years, for a few years. So yeah, it was, it was difficult, but it made sense and, and it made everything easier for everyone in the band. So it's, it's okay. And we're still super good friends. So no problem with this. And John kind of helped you get uh, at infinitum off the ground a little bit, didn't he? There was a little bit of support yeah. for that. Actually, he um, in the very beginning, we were writing demos together. It's pretty fun because when it was still meant to be a solo project, I was just writing. I, I wanted to write an EP of five songs and he was helping me with this. So now he's kicking himself. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> we did. We actually we didn't use those songs. They were very, very different. Um, yeah. he, he wrote the, 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 the orchestrations, I think, but it was 
very, very different than what's actually on the uh, on the first album. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Rage of Light has kind of moved forward, um, you know, yeah. so I mean, good for them. Uh, so, and like you said, this was supposed to be a solo project. Now this, so when you first started this, do you expect to be where you are now with this? Obviously, no. the touring aside, that was kind of in the plan for it. But between the release of the three albums and the status of the band, is this kind of what you expected or is this unexpected? Um, I always try to project myself and my projects in my head as far as possible, but I didn't think we would arrive where we are now so fast. Um yeah, I, I really wanted to make the best out of it and to 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 grow as 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 much as possible and make the right decisions. Use also all the the um uh, I don't find my words, but the um, the experience the experience that I that I gained <laughs> that I that I got through the years with different projects and touring, etc. But I it, it very it's very surprising that that the band grew so fast already in such a short. Um, period gotta make you pretty proud though yeah definitely and everyone in the band is super happy and you know every time there is something like a new milestone or like something like a new achievement we're all celebrating because if we've never experienced this before for example um the the amount of people we had at our release show it's crazy we expected maybe half of what of the of the number who came to the show and we were like we were seeing the numbers growing and growing and and just celebrating because it's it's beautiful for us did it almost make it hard to perform because you were so excited well i guess it's probably <laughs> never been a problem though I, um, hard to perform. Yes. And no, actually, um, I, <laughs> I was personally, I think the guys, uh, were, were better at managing this, but I was so happy that I was really giving so much energy that I, I felt after like maybe a couple songs or three songs that I was starting to remove the sweat from my forehead and <laughs> from my, my cheeks. Cause I was running around everywhere. Well, that, but that's going to be, I mean, when you guys finally get on tour, that's, you're going to be nonstop. You, I mean, yeah. You're going to have to really like do a lot of workout programs and exercise. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I keep hearing about a lot of bands, how if, when they're ready to go on a big tour that they actually, you know, a few months before the tour will, will do all sorts of like exercise and stuff like that, because it's such a, it's such a fit. People don't realize how physically demanding a tour can be when you're doing shows every night yeah it, it definitely is and um yeah you really have to to be smart about your sleep your eating your exercising and everything because what's happening on stage is definitely <laughs> not a walk in the park every night
so all of this, the album release, uh, everything this week is around Halloween and it's a Dracula themed uh, album, so to speak. Was, was that planned for this to be the weekend for that? No, actually, it's so funny because it was not at all planned. Um, at first, we wanted to release the album in September because we had a we had a tour, a European tour. And then we, for some reasons, because of other releases also in September, we moved we moved it to October. But I didn't even realize when we it, it's just someone pointed it out at some point and asked, oh, will there be um, a bonus track, um, a Halloween bonus track like you had on the first album? And I was like. Oh, why didn't we think about that? <laughs> no. Well, and but in Switzerland, Halloween is completely different, isn't it? Isn't it more like a celebration of like the harvest changing or something like that? I know it's a lot different. It's um, not what we do here. It's uh, it's very different. I mean, when I was a when I was a kid, uh, I was I thought I always thought that Halloween in the U.S. was so fascinating and Halloween in Switzerland was so boring. <laughs> I was so jealous. I really wanted to celebrate Halloween like um, with full on, you know, costumes and decorations in town and everything. In Switzerland, it's not like this at all. Yeah. Well, but but there are. I mean, the one thing about Switzerland, though, there's a ton of festivals and they do dress up for all of those. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's especially the carnival um, in February, usually, I think where there's beautiful costumes and parades and uh, it's it's really nice. So you get to dress up anyway. It's not as much yeah. of a horror <laughs> aspect as we do. Here, exactly. Most people uh, attribute Halloween for. Yeah. You yeah. know, I was watching, I got to give props to Metal Injection because I was watching the video where you were oh. reacting to all the vampire <laughs> films. <laughs> I, I was almost kind of scary because if, you, if you're watching... Um, uh, interview with a vampire and the guy snaps her neck you didn't react at all you're just like uh. <laughs> uh, no I was like oh mm, okay <laughs> I, I I reacted a little bit because but I knew I knew the scene okay. um, some of so some of those movies I knew and I tried to tell every time like oh this one I've seen this one I haven't uh, no I knew the the scene yeah Older ones tend to be a little bit more engaging. I feel like it maybe it was because you don't have the effects and everything. They have to rely on, you know, everything, the feel of the movie and the scenery and whatnot. Yeah, that's true. And I felt like, you know, there's these two um, movies that are very similar, the Bram Stoker's Dracula and um, Count Dracula, I think, yeah. um, which are like one is from... I don't remember the dates exactly, but there's one that is older than the other. And um, and the, the the oldest one, I felt like the 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 the, um, the character playing Dracula. I think it was from um, Christopher Lee yeah, uh, playing Dracula. Yes. Yeah. Christopher Lee. Yep. Um, well, I, I have to say, even though I have a lot of respect for him, the, the interactions were not so captivating for me. I liked the, the newer one where the count was so, you know, mighty and and, and also um, sinister and, and yeah. very intense. I, I like this one better. I think that was uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, exactly. Gary Oldman, I think, was the actor. I'm not positive. I can't quote myself on that. Sorry. <laughs> are you now are you a horror film fan is that kind of what the stuff you watch or not normally um 
I watch a little bit of everything. Um, horror, I will not watch alone <laughs> because that's the kind of thing that uh, when I, it's fine to watch, but then when I have to go to sleep, I kind of feel like there's someone watching, you know. <laughs> but I, I do like a good scare and I love movies about um, um, fantastic um, or, yeah, like vampires, uh, fantasy fantasy movies like vampires oh, or yeah. witches with wizards or or things like Lord of the Rings, which is not scary at all. But um, yeah, yeah, but more I, science I like, fiction and kind of yeah, like yeah. characters or creatures, I guess I should say. Yeah. So do you ever get free time? I mean, should you write a book on how to manage your time? And some, I mean, you seem pretty like a, in everything I see interviews and, and things like you seem like a fairly relaxed person. However, I would imagine the lifestyle and everything that you're doing these days is very intense. Yeah, um, I try to um, manage my time by using some tools. I have some tools because I, I used to panic a lot, you know, see this big mountain of work and, and, and then be, be completely paralyzed. And, uh, I, um, since I became professional musician, like without anything on the side, I had to really find the tools to help me doing this. And one of the tools was <laughs> simply an agenda, uh, a calendar, an agenda, you know, day to day to say, okay, this is the priority. And once you're done with this, you can do some more if you want, but it's not necessary. And, you know, that your emergencies or emails, et cetera, I really had to structure everything to not panic because there's yeah. obviously a lot to do every day. Um, yeah. I guess that's my secret. <laughs> have you mastered it or do you still have work to do? No, sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm still running like a, you say like a, chicken without head <laughs> oh chicken with its head cut off yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was, um, very often actually very I'm, I'm starting the day and i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my how am i how am i gonna finish this <laughs> but <laughs> yeah i learn it's crazy well and but you don't i mean with all the side projects you haven't done any side projects lately i don't think right like fire schwantz and all that was a while ago um but you, you seem more focused on what you're doing now and that's kind of it yeah I'm, I'm i mean yes and no i'm more focused on ad infinitum i really um told myself that i have to slow down with collaborations because it's just not sustainable um but i do have a few coming up and you mentioned Feuerschwanz. we actually i actually participated to their latest album and this a release for um december Something to look for. <laughs> well, Melissa, I thank you so much for being on. The new album is amazing. Uh, I think with thank all the so time much. and effort you put into it, that you guys that you talked about uh, definitely worked. Uh, it's nice to see the growth. I, I hope you get to get on tour as soon as possible. And I hope you come to the States as soon as possible. I have a feeling your live show, uh, especially with this project, would be really something to see. So... Well, thank you so much. I'm glad that you like the, the album and thank you for inviting me. It was very nice talking to you. It was great talking it's to you. In, you have very interesting questions. I like it. Oh, well, I like to dig in a little bit. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, again, it's, it's you, your body of work 
has been pretty extensive in a very short period of time. So there's a lot there. And, and it's, I appreciate someone who, who is, when they get into something like this, they just kind of go nonstop. And, and I think in the last interview, we had talked about how you were kind of trying to prioritize certain projects and whatnot. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. the fact that you take the time to do that and make sure that you can give everything that you do get into a hundred percent is, it's pretty amazing to see. So. Thank you. So, well, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Uh, good luck with everything. I hope sometime I get to meet you here in the States on a show. I hope so too. All right. Well, take care. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take care too. Bye. Bye.